Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, spotting a winner. And it comes down to uh, um, really trust. And trust is, is a three-pronged equation. Competence, you have the raw materials needed to do the thing. Reliability, you have the results that you when you do the thing. And sincerity, do you really want to do the thing? Entrepreneurship comes in many forms in the D.C. region, but there's often an important reminder where businesses come from unexpected places. Don Berger is founder and CEO of Social Tables, a business that's been existing for about six years now, has grown really well, benefits from proximity to D.C., but is not a government contractor. Don, you're an entrepreneur. It's great to have you. What do you think? Uh, should people be surprised that Social Tables is growing here in the D.C. region? Well, thanks for having me. I don't think anybody should be surprised that we are in D.C. And I think D.C. is a prime region for entrepreneurship and technology companies in particular. And the reason I say that is because of three things. First one is there's more than meets the eye here industry-wise, not just government. Uh, there's Government actually produces many other industries. Second is there's a great population here who will be happily employed outside of the government. And third, there are a lot of customers, uh, potential customers here. For example, in our case, the hospitality industry. You got major chains like Choice, Hilton, and Marriott all based here. You got major events happening here. So it's a great place for entrepreneurship uh, besides government contracting. And I think we're seeing that more and more. And it's important to have that kind of diversity in our country because there should be more than one startup hub if you're trying to de-risk the economy. Mm -hmm. Well, certainly this region has become a great place to start entrepreneurial businesses, but yet it still seems to me to be less recognized outside the region. When you go because you're competing on a national scale for talent and for funding and you've acquired talent and funding outside and brought it in. What's what's the biggest impediment to getting people to understand why this is a great place to have a company like yours? Well, I think it all starts with marketing uh, for DC. I think the perception with DC is the fact that we are a our nation's capital. So people automatically assume it's uh, suits, writing law, and lobbying for law and so forth. I think that uh, it's a perception issue first and foremost. And I commend uh, Mayor Bowser and uh, Events DC and Destination DC, uh, all of these different parties putting together, pooling together resources, a lot of resources actually, to go to places like South by Southwest and let people know, hey, this is a place for inclusive innovation. This is a place that welcomes innovation and is a place where you can start a company, join a company, ideally join, because I want to make sure we have followers, not just leaders, but it's a place to start a great business that's got uh, great customers to work with and great people to hire. Social Tables, I think, is a great example of a business that started with some a simple problem we all have, you know, how do we arrange an, an event? But just describe to me, how did you... How did you have this aha moment and decide to organize a business around just solving the challenge of making sure that Aunt Bessie doesn't sit next to Mary Claire and that uh, crazy Uncle Larry is off on his own? So like most businesses, it started out with a need that I had. Uh, growing up, I was I lived on the internet and I, and I had social anxiety, so I didn't want to go to events even though I, I, was, I knew who I was and I enjoyed meeting people. So I thought, well, what if I can use the internet to make the experiences I have at events a little better and I can create this kind of social seating chart, a way to actually see people and learn about them before I met them in person. So it really started with a need for connection. Uh, and that need for connections sparked uh, the idea, which I built on my own very early on. And then as a result, we now have multiple products for serving different event planning needs uh, from a software perspective. You know, what you just described I see in most of the successful entrepreneurs that I know, which is they tend to start businesses around something that really bothers them, 
but then also something that, that they're able to solve themselves. Do you think that that is a, is a fair assessment of entrepreneurs? I, along with other folks, certainly have more respect for doers, I think, uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship. So I think it's hard. If I was an investor, I think it'd be hard for me to put my money behind somebody who is not somewhat technical, um, at least can speak that language. And the reason for that is because, let's just say you have to fire everybody, you still have to run the company. You still have to do everything. And I think it's really important for leaders to um, understand the different areas that they have to lead by deep diving into that area, doing it, being able to understand the functions required to succeed, and then moving on. I think the the, the greatest entrepreneurs are, uh, are, are generalists to a certain extent, and absolutely, I, I value doing. I have found, for example, that people will sometimes, when I have my investor hat on, come to me and say, I've got a great idea, and I'll say, that's, that's a wonderful idea, do you have the ability to do it? And the answer is no. And, you know, an idea without execution is just an idea, right? I, so that certainly has been my experience, the best entrepreneurs. But the other entrepreneurial challenge that I see is the best entrepreneurs get their hands dirty. But how do you know, and you're going through this now as you're scaling social tables, it's been in existence for six years, it's growing nicely. How and when do you cross over from being able to do every job in a business and delegating parts to other people? That's really tough, isn't it? It's really tough, and I think that it's important to be able to know, to be self-aware enough to know when to do that. I'll be lying if I said I figured that out. I think one of the things I'm really focused on right now is leading through people and not leading people. So my executive coach says that the best uh, leaders do the least amount of work, mm -hmm. um, and that's certainly something I strive for, certainly not even close to being there. And it comes down to uh, um, really trust. And trust is, is a three-pronged equation. Competence, do you have the raw materials needed to do the thing? Reliability, do you have the results that you, when you do the thing? And sincerity, do you really want to do the thing? And for me, once those checkboxes are checked off over time, that's when I continue to relent more and more responsibility and start moving my uh, focus to other areas. I see that, again, in the successful people I know. Delegation is the biggest prize you can give anyone, particularly to your own business, and you want to make sure that they they honor that. You're becoming and you're organizing a group to advocate for the tech community. What are you up to, and and what's the current status of things in that regard? So I th I think as as the company has grown, as Social Tables has grown, our employees' needs have grown. And when we used to just have a bunch of folks who are younger, maybe out of school, they don't really are, they're not thinking about buying, buying a home, starting a family, putting the kids through school. They don't care too much about their neighborhood because they don't have this kind of embeddedness in the community. And that's okay, because that's early on. But as you have an established business and you plant your flag, you build your foundation, or you build additional floors to your foundation in a certain community, it's important to, in, to invest more than one or two degrees past uh, your immediate kind of scope of influence. So over the last few months, um, I've organized a group of other uh, DC tech uh, entrepreneurs in an effort to bring awareness to the issues we care about that impact our employees and their quality of life. Uh, as an example of that, uh, the immigration ban, which uh, the first immigration ban, which was not successful, um, was really the driving force when we realized, hey, this can impact us and our people, and we need to do something about it. And I think that more and more leaders uh, 
have a responsibility to meet the social needs of their employees. And employees are making decisions based on those positions. So leaders need to stand up for what's morally right, what aligns with their business, aligns with, with their integrity, and um, lead through what in the past may have been deemed as uh, political work when I believe it's actually advocacy. Another example of entrepreneurship shaped by Proximity Nation's capital and the diversity that it brings. Don Berger, founder and CEO of Social Tables. It's been great watching you grow your company over the last six years. Look forward to continued success. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye.